as a boy, as a little boy, I remember having a holiday with my family, staying in a caravan on a farm in Wales. I recall... I recall it was a wet holiday. I clearly don't work for the Welsh Tourist Board. And my mother reminds me on on various times that we discovered that this caravan must have been near the coast because seagulls used to come and land on the roof of the caravan. And my mother tells a story of she felt they were putting on boots before they ran across the top of our caravan roof. So the combination of booted seagulls and rain meant it wasn't a particularly relaxing holiday. But one thing I clearly remember from this holiday is the farmer that we, whose farm we were staying on. And we saw him one day working with his sheep. He had them in this great big shed, sheltering from the rain, no doubt. And he was treating their feet, causing them to bleed, and then spraying their feet with something. I mean, I'm no farmer, no idea what was going on. But I can clearly recall him saying these words as he finished this particular job. And I was thinking, I, I could try and tell you these words with a Welsh accent. <laughs> but my Welsh accent probably will come across more Chinese in this situation. So I've asked Richard <laughs> to share these wise words of the shepherd. I really hate sheep. They are such stupid animals. (laughs) And they really were his words. My, My initial thoughts, obviously, on hearing a farmer, a shepherd, say these words was, are you in the right job? And secondly, after seeing all this blood and stuff going on, shall I call the RSPCA? But that does seem to be the general consensus with sheep. They are stupid animals. They will scatter. They will wander off. They will do their own thing. And apparently, I read, they wouldn't even be able to find their own sheep pen unless someone guided them into it. That's what I read. And then, in preparation for this uh, sermon, through social media, I came across this video. Now, it's a a short video, so I'm going to play it twice. It takes a little while just to kind of tune in to what's happening.
Do I say it again? <laughs> he will work. He is. Can you help Jen or not? <laughs> Wait for it. Can you not just sense the exasperation with that, on that farmer's face? And that came to me on social media. I then thought, is there more out there? <laughs> There's a rabbit hole you can go down on silly sheep. So <laughs> I'll leave that with you. So when the Bible says that we... Ooh, that we are like sheep going astray. That's not a great compliment. Now, of course, I know that that does not apply to us. That's the church down the road. Well, that's the person sitting next to you. We would never do something stupid. Repent of it. And then do it all over again. Even this week, I found that happening to me. Get into a vexed situation with um, a member of my family. Getting slightly angry and upset and saying things. Repenting. And then five minutes later, the same thing happening again. Sadly, we are more like sheep than we would, we would care to admit. As my farmer friend said, stupid animals. So what's the solution? What's the solution to this issue that sheep have? You have now returned to the shepherd, the overseer of your souls. The solution to stupid sheep is to have a shepherd and even have a good shepherd. And this solution, these words that I've used there, have been taken from Ezekiel 35 and Psalm 23. The role of a shepherd is to strengthen the weak, to heal the sick, to bind the injured, to search for the lost, return the strays, guard against predators, and provide food and water and shelter for the sheep. Wouldn't that be a great description of one that is overseeing you, that is caring for you, that has you at his centre, and that we as stupid sheep need that protection, that oversight and care that that shepherd can bring. And can we not see that it, for each of these descriptions... Jesus fulfilling that role for each of us. On earth as he ministered through his life, through his teachings as we read them in God's word, and as we engage with God through the Holy Spirit even today, understanding these solutions that he has for us.
Not only is Jesus our shepherd, he is the good shepherd. He does not have an off day. He's not distracted by Facebook or social media. He's not worrying about the kids. He is good. He is focused. A most beautiful expansion of that good shepherd is found in John chapter 10. And this comes, this story comes after Jesus heals a man that was born blind. And the Pharisees begin to investigate that healing, wanting to understand who and how the man was healed. And there's a long passage. I'm just going to concentrate on verses 14 to 18. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is I lay down my life. Only to take it up again. No one, no one takes it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The good shepherd. Not only does he he does the job that's required to care for the sheep, he does it well. He is good. Now the word good in English often has a sense of efficiency, of functionality. But the word John uses in the original languages has overtones of being beautiful, attractive, one who is able to draw others to himself. It's an outworking of his love for the sheep. And this good shepherd has knowledge. You are known by the shepherd. It's not some distant shepherd across the other side of the valley blowing a whistle and dogs running around you. He knows you intimately. He has a knowledge of you. He knows your fears, your successes. He knows your dreams and is able to listen to his voice. We can hear what he's saying to us. And we're being drawn into that wonderful intimacy with Jesus. And in the passage, he relates this relationship between him and his father. He says, as I have that relationship, so I have this relationship, the shepherd to the sheep. We're being drawn in in to that most wonderful, intimate relationships. The father to the son. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And these verses also cover the big picture 
of God's mission in picture form. There are other sheep not yet in the sheep pen. Remember, he was talking to the Pharisees, the the teachers of Israel. They had become the nation especially chosen by God as his people to show the world of his love. But they had not done such a great job as that. They'd kept things to themselves and they'd lost their way in many ways. Jesus' mission was for the kingdom of God to go beyond Israel into the nations of the earth, to bring the non-Jewish people, the Gentiles, into his family, into his flock. And most of us are products of that. We've been drawn into the sheep pen, not originally meant to be in it, but we've been drawn in as Gentiles. But there are still so many others yet to be reached with that message. The mandate to go to the nations with God's big story is still very present and very real for us. So that that scattered flock is gathered in under his care, love and direction. And just yesterday we had about 60 people, both in person and online on Zoom, learning more about this very thing, that blessed to be a blessing. And it was a wonderful day. One person thought it was good. It was a wonderful day together. And we've got another one coming at the end of February. And I want to encourage you, take opportunity Take up the opportunity to hear that big picture of God's mission afresh. I will lay down my life for the sheep. Unlike that hired hand who runs off, Jesus is willing to lay down his life. Now you may say, what's the point of a a dead shepherd? If a shepherd's dead, then all the sheep are going to scatter anyway. What's the point of that? This shepherd, this shepherd did not stay dead. This shepherd came alive again. And as we read through that passage, he, he gave up his life voluntarily. It was his own choice which was the will of the Father. But he will also take it up. There is a resurrection hope, a resurrection future for us in Christ. His death was with the resurrection in view. He gave his life knowing he'll be raised again, which leads to his glorification and the pouring out of the Spirit upon all peoples. That is the hope we have in Christ. So the good shepherd is good, has knowledge, has mission at the heart and sacrifice. So we've seen the issue with the sheep. There's a solution. But what's the result? What are the gains to us as we think of Jesus as our good shepherd? What are the take-homes 
for us today. And I want to focus on three of these. I want to focus on unity, security, and intimacy. There shall be one flock and one shepherd. There is strength and blessing in unity. An enemy, a wolf, can easily pick off a single sheep that has gone astray. A sheep that has strayed away from the flock. And elsewhere, um, Jesus speaks the parable of the, of the lost sheep. That he would go after that one out of a hundred that has wandered off. Because you're special. Because he loves. Because he's concerned for you. And our unity comes as we listen, as we follow that one voice of the shepherd. It also brings us security. Unity brings us security. Security from external threats, from the predators. The shepherd is equipped. We're so familiar reading Psalm 23 where it talks about the shepherd having a rod and a staff because they comfort me. Now, a staff is the classic shepherd's staff with a big hook at the end for grabbing sheep out of ditches and things like that. The rod, what's that? The the rod is more like a cudgel, more like a baton that the shepherd carries around to beat away predators to scare them off and to hit them. But that brings security. We have a one who is armed. We have a one who can look out for us. That brings comfort to us. There's also security of provision. The shepherd will provide water and food. He will allow time for rest. He will see that needs are being met. And finally, intimacy. You will be cared for. If you are injured, bereaved, frightened, the good shepherd is there for you. You no longer need to suffer alone, whimpering in a corner, The good shepherd is there and there are others alongside you. The good shepherd knows you intimately as even he is known by the Father and draws you into that relationship and cares for you and looks after you. He is interested in you. But I often wonder about the image of shepherd and sheep. Does it not look all a bit passive, all a bit lame? I'm sure that we would like to think that if we were sheep and we were being attacked by a wolf, that we would put on the armour of God that we would be like ninja sheep. 
ready to fight off that attack that's going to come. We'd be ready. But that's not the image that's used here. It's quite passive, tame, lame. Friends, isn't that the point? The sheep don't rise up ninja style to conquer the wolf. The sheep don't pioneer into richer pastures. The sheep don't search for the lost. It's the shepherd. It is Jesus who has won our victory. It is Jesus who has won the victory over death and the devil. He has fought the fight for us and we rest in his victory as the good shepherd. Sure, we have to, we're called to stand and stand firm against the enemy. But we don't do that in our own strength. As Richard and Sarah have already shared this morning. We stand in Jesus' name. We stand in, in his strength. It's him, Jesus, that has done that for us. And that's why it's a lame picture. Because it focuses on the greatness and the goodness and the glory of what Jesus has done for us. He has done those things. He pioneers into green pastures. He is the one who protects us. He is the one who searches for the lost. It is all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I take my stand in Christ. It's not I who live, but Christ in me. My old self is is left in the waters of baptism as I'm raised, united with Christ to walk free, united with him in the death and his glorious resurrection. Our battle is to align ourselves with those truths, to live in the truth of the gospel, to keep close to the shepherd and to other sheep, to listen for his voice that calls us by name. Jesus, the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand and pray as the band return? Father God, we do so thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for 
these multiple images of Jesus that we have through your word. And we ask, Lord, through each one, as we go through week by week, that you will reveal fresh facets of Jesus to us. And we thank you this morning for revealing Jesus as the good shepherd, the one who cares for us, the one who protects us, the one who oversees us, who provides for us, who strengthens us. And this morning we rejoice in that truth and we glory in your holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give opportunity this morning for us to respond. And I want to ask the ministry team to come up as I'm speaking. But I want us all to respond this morning. There's an opportunity for every single one of us to come afresh back to that good shepherd. As I've been praying through for this morning, there's three particular areas that I want us to hone in on as well. And that is the calling back the strays. For Jesus to have opportunity to call back the strays. Those that wandered off. There's also those who are sick, who are injured, who are hurting. And thirdly, those needing provision. So I'm going to ask the ministry team, if you could spread out, guys, because we're going to all pray together. Me and the ministry team are going to pray for all of you at the same time. I believe the Holy Spirit is able to minister into your heart. You don't need someone alongside you. We're all going to respond to God and receive from him now. So just as you're standing there, just open up your, your arms. And ministry team, if you want to pray with me as well, just raise out hands. If you want to go and pray with someone in particular, if you want the Spirit prompting you to highlight someone, please do go and pray for them. But Lord God, we come to you as... <laughs> we come to you as your your stupid sheep. <laughs> we acknowledge, Lord, we get things wrong. We do silly things. And this morning we come to you afresh and say you are our good, good shepherd. You are the one who protects us. You are the one who loves us. One who ministers to us and cares for us. And we come empty handed afresh to you and say, Lord, we need that again. We need your fresh touch at this time. And Lord, you see my brothers and sisters here with their arms out. Holy Spirit, in your mercy come now, we pray. Minister to each one. We thank you, Lord. You have that capacity to minister deep into hearts into you. Father, we also call to those who have strayed. In particular, through lockdown, through what we have been through over these last two years. It's been a hard time. 
We've been battered. We've been out of routine. We've been bashed. Perhaps attendance has not been as regular. Perhaps we've lost confidence in what God does through us. of intimacy. And in particular, I had a picture of, of a sheep that had been fixated on a piece of shiny ribbon that had got caught in a hedge. And that sheep was just focused so much on that shiny ribbon. That sheep obsessed over that shiny ribbon and focused totally on that. They obsessed with that and lost the balance in their life. The flock had wandered off, but they were just focused on this one thing. Here, Jesus' voice, the Good Shepherd, calling you back, calling you back to balance, calling you back into that flock that he is leading for. Father, we pray for those who are sick, who are injured, who are hurting. And we ask, Holy Spirit, as we stand in this place, send your power now, we pray. Come upon those people looking to you as their good shepherd. Looking to you for that healing balm, that oil that only you can provide, our Holy Spirit. Bring your power now, we pray, into our bodies into our minds to bring that release and relief in Jesus' name. We step into that in Jesus' name. And Father, we stand with those who are needing provision. We stand with those who are looking to you. Well, that's an emotional provision, whether it's financial, job, house, housing, whatever it is, we ask that you provide in this, in this point of need, we ask the Holy Spirit that you come and touch now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, continue to work amongst us. Continue your message, Lord. Spirit is working. If you do want someone to to stand alongside to pray with you, we have the ministry team at the front. Please do take that opportunity this morning. If you want someone to stand and pray, come up now uh, as we go back into this song. Come up and receive someone that's standing alongside you just to pray and minister what we've already been praying as a community together.